everyone, welcome back. So if anyone is brand new here, uh, my name is Lauren and this is Here's Why I'm Crying, a podcast all about living um, a creative life and it will deal at times with um, being a sensitive emotional person. Um, We'll deal with that aspect of creating art, that aspect of living life, and we'll also deal with some of the more practical sides of being an artist too. So um, today I have to talk about something a little bit difficult, I guess, or a little bit tricky. Um, it's kind of a little bit of an update for you guys about my band. Um, so again, if you're new here, I, uh, my band is called Panda Forces. That's us in the intro. So, um, we've gone through several lineup changes and as of, I guess, a few weeks ago, we have once again had to, uh, lose a drummer. So... This particular time (laughs) was pretty bad, I would say, and so it made me really just want to talk about it on here. I've been a little bit um, hesitant to say certain things, certain places, um, because, you know, I don't just want it to seem like I'm putting anyone on blast. Um, It's definitely not my intention. And I don't want it to come across as childish or petty, um, even though, like, that would certainly be, like, I've got lots of fun ideas. (laughs) It's tempting to just, you know, call him out and be, you know, petty about it. Like, I'm trying to not be on, especially on, like, my band's accounts or whatever. I've said a few things briefly on my personal accounts, but... Um, ultimately, I felt like this needed to be said, uh, because this is the second time now that I've had something like this happen, um, and I think that it's just something that I want to talk about. So, let's start at the beginning. Panda Force started out as just me and my husband. Um, that, it was the two of us, and we weren't really doing much of anything. We had to really find another, um member for our band. Well, we wanted a full band, so but we started out by finding a, a guitarist. So we placed an ad on Craigslist, and we ended up meeting this guy named Mason, and um, he was, we clicked, he was cool. Um, we had a lot of fun jamming together, and so he became our guitarist. And not only that, but, you know, he did become our friend, and um, the friendship that we had felt like what you'd want in a band. Um, if it, you know, we could goof off at band practice, but in those goofs, we would create a song. Um, or at the very least, you know, we'd have a really good time. Um, and we had a lot in common musically. Now, where our band is now is kind of like a little bit of an evolution from that. Um, but, you know, what we created with Mason as our guitarist, um, I enjoyed. I Like, when Mason and I wrote the song Looking for North, I felt like this is our tour song. Like, if we ever tour and just take videos of the tour, like, live footage and us, you know, pranking on the bus and doing dumb shit, like, this song that would not only play in the background of a video, but, like, in the background of, like, my mind if I were, 
you know, watching it in a movie or something. You know, like, this is, like, I associate this song with, like, having just a series of great times. Um, and we wrote a couple of uh, songs that I, you know, felt that way about. And, like, the song So Basic, people love uh, that song. So, um, yeah, like, I'll always appreciate Mason for that. And we're still friends with him to this day. Um, but when he did leave the band, it ended weird. Um, I'm not going to go into excruciating detail, but basically I was eight months pregnant. It was right before a show. Now he played the show, but he told us before the show that he was leaving. So it was just kind of uncomfortable. And being eight months pregnant was a really bad time because, I mean, obviously we couldn't go out and start auditioning new guitarists because I was about to have a baby. So that meant that what I was, what we had really been planning to do was like in those first months of recovery and adjustment, all that we were also moving into a house, you know, in those months of all that going on, we would be uh, working on an album and recording, um, and just getting, you know, material down really well. And then after that, we'd be ready to pick back up again in a few months and just hit the ground running. Well, that obviously got thrown off because we couldn't just audition guitarists and be like, Hey, um, I am, you know, currently on in bed most of the day still recovering from childbirth would you like to come record an album like it's just not a thing that was gonna go over well um and so for that reason it really put our band it really set our band back a lot um but even still if he needed to leave the band at that time it was fine but the but the issue the real and true issue i have is how it happened it was via text um no I think he said it in person, but he was, like, alluding to it via text beforehand. That's what it was. And we were going through periods of days where he would not text me back. Just for days, he would just, like, leave me hanging. And for me, um, that is a huge trigger to my, all of my emotional problems. Um, but, and I can recognize that, and that's why it's frustrating because, like, because I know that, I do my best to, like, prevent it happening, but you can't control another person, and, um, that's why I will never, I, I will never, um, just leave someone hanging, like, on something like that, you know, like, even though I recognize that not everyone has the anxiety that ha that I have and may not react the way that I do, I just think that, in general, it feels terrible to not receive an answer to something that is an important conversation or is a conversation that's maybe not going well. Um, you know, maybe the exact words being exchanged aren't necessarily crucial, but there's subtext. Um, in those instances, you know, I'll always, I always take that into consideration and I just feel like that's kind of a terrible thing to do to someone. And also like, this is something that has happened to me a few times in my life, and it's always been devastating. Um, our song, A Pact, is about the fallout of um, the falling out, I guess, of my a friendship with my best friend. We were best friends for years, and she did this to me. She just stopped texting me. She would not text me like... 
at all. Like it just stopped. She was distant for a while, but like one day she made the decision to stop talking to me at all. It didn't matter what I said. I mean, I called this girl all the time. I didn't care if I looked crazy. I was like, this is my best friend. I love her. Like why I, you know, what's wrong? Like I need to make sure she's okay. I need answers, whatever. And this girl just did not answer me. Um, and it honestly broke my heart. Eventually down the road, she sent me like a half-ass explanation via a picture of a letter she wrote. Um, and it was kind of just like full of shit. But besides the point, um, it was literally, it was heartbreaking for me, for someone I love so much to just stop talking to me one day. And this is kind of what I felt was happening with Mason. And then we, and then we see him and then he's like, all right, after the show, I'm done with the band, you know, whatever, whatever. And again, just like with, you know, Janelle, he didn't really give us a complete answer. Um, and it really hurt my feelings. Um, it, and it also felt like it was being made to something that's not. And, and this is what I kind of want to point out again, this isn't me throwing Mason under the bus at all. We are friends at this time. I, everything is forgiven. We're cool. Um, and we, you know, whatever we still hang out on occasion or whatever, but I want to make the point because I think it's an important one to make. Um, it doesn't have to be a breakup. If you need to leave the band, leave the band. But, um, what happened with him and what also happened with our drummer, Joey, which I'll get to, um, was that it was being made into like, you're my boyfriend and you're dumping me sort of a thing. Um, and what that does is take something totally has nothing to do with the other person and it makes it personal to them. So... I still don't know the exact reasons why Mason left the band, um, but I do know that they were not about me. I know that it was about his life and what he was dealing with at the time and what he could fit on his plate. Um, but none of that is because he didn't like me, obviously, or because he didn't like the music we were putting out. So then why is it difficult to just say, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. I need to tap out or something to that effect. Uh, when you refuse to do that, you really like end up having the other person project everything onto themselves more often than not. And yeah, you can argue that that's, that's, you know, their problem, whatever, whatever. But you know, if you're a caring person, that's not what you want to do. And like Mason's a kind person. So I don't think that's what he wanted to do, but that's what, that's what happens. And, um, so that's really like the point that I want to make today. That's the kind of the thing that I want to get through and the thing that I want to talk about is, you know, if you need to leave a band, let's make it professional and let's make it like honest. Let's not make it um, emotional. Let's not make it personal. Let's not make it feel personal. Like let's just, you know, clean cut. Um, so... You know, Mason was gone. Um, it was just me, Seth, and our drummer, Alex. Alex ended up leaving the band as well. Alex does uh, solo work. He's a singer and songwriter. So, I mean, that's always been his passion. I think he really just drummed with us because 
you know, we were friends and he enjoyed it. Um, and then when we kind of moved a little further away, it wasn't something he wanted to continue doing. Um, he left right after we got our current guitarist, Nathan. So it wasn't so heartbreaking when Alex left. And like I said, firstly, you know, we knew that it wasn't his passion. So no harm, no foul. We, you know, but it also wasn't upsetting and hurtful because he was normal about it. He was just like, yeah, I can keep, you know, doing this and that because that's all it needed to be. And Alex and I, and Alex and Seth are all still friends. And Alex and Nathan are, I mean, I don't, they're acquaintances, but they barely, they met like once or twice, I think before. And then they've met, they've seen each other since then because we've played shows together. But like, you know what I mean? There was no drama at all involved with that whatsoever. There was never drama with Alex. And, um, yeah, actually, too, before that, we had a drummer, Tyler, who also left, and it was because he moved. Again, no drama, and we are still friends with Tyler. Like, Seth and I just went out to uh, dinner with this guy a couple weeks ago. He is living a really cool life. I love Tyler. I think he's such a cool person. Besides the point, no drama there because, hey, like, he couldn't stay in Nashville, whatever. Um, Alex couldn't. It wasn't something reasonable for him to keep doing. Whatever. Fine. Um, so <laughs> we've gone through Mason. We've gone through Tyler. We've gone through Alex. Now it's just Lauren, Seth, and Nathan. And then we recruit Joey as our drummer. And he seems fine. Whatever. Uh, Joey, when he joined our band, Joey was in another band. And... Because, like I said, my goal here is not to call people out or put people on blast. I'm not going to list the names of his bands. Um, but he was in another band when he came to us. And, you know, he said that they did a lot of, like, local stuff. But that he was interested in playing more shows around Nashville and different things and, like, just doing stuff all the time. And we were like, that's awesome. Like, that's where our priorities lie as well. Um, and at first he did good about promoting us on social media and things like that and contributing to the band. You know, he had one of his friends design a logo for us, um, and just different things like that. Um, and then he created this whole festival that is coming up on May 25th. Uh, he like is hosting this entire festival, and he put us on the bill. Um, I'm not really sure what made him want to do that. But, you know, whatever. Um, so anyway, then as some time went by, he went to Baltimore and played shows with us. He, We had been playing shows in Nashville. Not regularly, not every weekend. But, like, we had done a few. We've been, we would do, we've done a few shows in Nashville. We've done the Blue Bear Barn shows a few times. Um, like I said, we went to Baltimore. And we're working on recording an album. So we are by no means, like, just screwing around. Like, we are working really hard. And we have a lot of things going. He uh, mentioned to us that he got us an acoustic set for, like, that was being recorded for a YouTube show in April. And um, in the middle of all this, for whatever reason, um, oh, I forgot to mention, he quit his old band that he was in when he came to us. He quit that band 
um, before we really started to take off and do all those things I just listed. He quit that band, um, and what he said to us uh, was basically that they made him choose them or us. And so, of course, at the time, we believed him, and we were like, wow, that's ridiculous and childish. Um, You know, that's stupid. Obviously, as I have learned since then, that was not the full story, (laughs) Um, but that was the story that we received. Um, And it's notable because he didn't take any responsibility in it. And, you know, of course, we believed him and gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was our bandmate. We didn't know the other band. We had never met them. Um, so anyway, that happened and he had been with just us for a while. We got all that traction going and then he joins this other band out of nowhere. But he says to us, you know, I promise, um, that they will not interfere with us. Uh, it's not going to get in the way, you know, whatever, whatever. And at the time we're thinking like, yeah, full of shit. There are two weekend days. Of course it's going to get in the way, but you know, we weren't sweating it like we all do other things with our lives you know joey has one day job but um there have been times when seth was working um different crazy hours with the band um and doing like some other things on the side i am a stay-at-home mom i do this podcast for fun i host the swearing mama's podcast every week i am a freelance writer and a blogger Um, and I lead the band, including running all of our social media, doing most of our booking, most of all, all of that. I've created our website, like all of that. And like, I'm not saying this to be like, look at me, but like my schedule is fucking packed. And on top of all of that, I sometimes babysit and I sometimes pick up barista shifts So, my point is, I'm extremely fucking busy. And then Nathan works crazy hours, and during parts of our band has worked two jobs. Plus, Nathan also um, does a solo project as well called My Little Viking. So, they're really great. Well, he's really great. Whatever. His music's great. Go check him out. Point being, though, when I... When I saw this, and like Alex, when he was in our band, he did his singer-songwriter stuff too, never interfered. So my point is that like, it's entirely possible to do more than one project. Um, so we weren't, we weren't worried about it. And we figured if it came up where there was going to be an issue, we would work it out. Like we could have a conversation about it. Um, and it never happened. We never had any issues. Until all of a sudden, he starts bailing out on things. So, firstly, our YouTube show got canceled, um, and he said that they would reschedule it. But you know what's a funny coincidence? His other band did a YouTube show a few weeks later. And it's funny, because it was just, it was an acoustic show, and, like, our band plays acoustic sets. That other band is, like, I don't know what to call them besides, like, hard rock, I guess. So point being they didn't need an acoustic set um but i don't know maybe that was just a cute coincidence beside the point um 
that happened. Then one week we had a, a show at the Blue Bear Barn, which like I referenced it in our last episode, they do Facebook live shows. So there is a small audience there, but there's a much larger audience online. So, you know, it isn't like something that you have to sell tickets to, but it still matters. There are people watching and I'm sorry, but if even just two people are at your show, if even one fucking person is at your show, you need to show up and do a performance and like give it your best. Like I think that if you only value uh, your performance based on the numbers, like I think that's really shitty of you because for everyone who's in the audience, that's their whole night. You know, that's their, their time and whatever they paid, whether it was just the gas to get there or if they paid for a ticket or if they're buying themselves drinks or whatever it may be, like that person is showing up to be there for you. And I don't care if it's, you know, your guitarist roommate or, you know, your bassist brother or whatever it is, like that person is a human being. So you get up there and you're fucking respectful, but that's my views about shows. That will always be my view about shows. We will never, ever bail on a show. For, un, I mean, unless there are, like, dire circumstances that I physically can't perform. But um, what I mean is that nothing else is going to take priority. Like, it's going to have to be a big, a really, really big deal for it to become a greater priority than everyone's time who is expecting to watch us play. Um, it's an honor for someone to want to watch you play is how I feel. Um, so anyway, that aside, that rant aside, he tells us the day before the show that he can't do the show anymore because he forgot his parents got him a concert ticket. And we like looked up who he said the venue, but not the artist. And we looked up the venue who was playing and it was like such a random artist. And we thought that's really weird, but it never really, really and truly occurred to me that he was lying. Um, until the next week when he told us he couldn't do band practice. And I believe that that was when his other band was playing shows that weekend. Um, okay. So these kind of things kept happening. He was not able to do this, not able to do that. Um, we had a show the following week, I think, that he knew that he was supposed to bring his own some some kind of symbol. I don't know drums. I'm sorry. He didn't even bring one. Um, luckily, we have one at my house that we brought. Um, but he knew that was required of him, and he just didn't. Um, he just didn't give a shit, and then, he, you know, we, we played, and he just, like, kind of left without really saying goodbye to us. Uh, he said goodbye to, like, Nathan only, but, like, didn't say goodbye to me, Seth, anyone, any of our friends who were there, whatever. And then he messages us a few days later. Our album was set to release June 1st. We never announced it, but because we had the album about 50% done in terms of, like, what just needed to be mastered. Um, but, like, all the tracks were laid down. We still need to record that other half and then master it all. And, you know, this was uh, April 22nd was when we had that last show. So this was, like, the end of April, beginning of May time. So 
it was kind of in crunch time where we were like, okay, we need to see where we get in the next maybe like two weeks. And we were working really hard. Like Nathan was coming over like days in a row to just lay down a bunch of tracks. And, you know, we were really hoping to get that June 1st date set. Um, and we, I was in the process of trying to book us a show too. So that's the other part of why we hadn't released the date yet. I wanted to make sure we had a great, um, album release show lined up. Um, granted it wasn't booked yet, but a lot went into the plan of releasing it June 1st. And part of it was the things that we have planned to do after June 1st. Um, you know, I kind of had plans for us through the summer. So it was, it was like everything was planned. So anyhow, he messages us and says, Hey, um, I really think that we should move back our album to be released later on because I don't think that it's going to sound as good as we want it to in that amount of time. Um, and also my other band got offered to do a show on that day and it's paid and they provide food and basically just went on about how great this other show was going to be. So I'm sitting there like, oh, no, no, excuse me. You want us to move the release of our entire album, a big fucking deal, and something we've worked hard on and something that's meaningful to all of us. Because your other band got a show that pays. That right there shows me that you are in it for all the wrong reasons, and you're just a big sellout. Like, you're just full of shit. Like, I hate to use the word sellout because I think a lot of musicians use it in a douchey way, but, like, truly, like, that's 100% the only thing that he is in terms of being a musician if the only thing that matters to him is what pays money and what doesn't. Now, yes, I can understand why you would rather pay play a paid show than one that is not. However, um... This wasn't just a show. This was our album release, uh, for one thing. For another thing, it was ours was decided first. And even though it wasn't booked yet, um, we had been working really hard to get, to get that there, and we had already decided on that date. So for him to ask us to move it for his other band was a huge slap to the face. Now, if we didn't have anything planned for that day and he wanted to do a show with them of course I don't care or let's say he booked a show with them I didn't know it and you know another friend of ours offered us to play a show that day and I said hey Joey can we do can you do a show this day and he said no I'm playing a show with my other band of course no hard feelings why would I be upset by that you know things like we couldn't do a show on one date because Nathan's going to be at Bonnaroo. Like, I'm not upset with Nathan. I'm not telling him not to go to Bonnaroo, not to have his own life. It's okay to have, you know, your own schedule. It's not okay to tell your band that they need to move their album release so that your other band can do something that they want to do. Um, and we, we did not agree to it. Um, but the conversation just kind of stopped. And I was like, not, I just honestly didn't know what to say. I didn't say anything else after that. Um, so it didn't really get resolved. And the next day, he clicks that he did the RSVP going to a show. And it was the June 1st show with his other band. 
and it shows up in my newsfeed and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? We did not okay this. We did not say you could do that. Like, this is so rude and disrespectful. It's ridiculous. So, from there, things kind of spiraled and we kicked him out of the band, needless to say. Um, it is hard to find a drummer in Nashville. Uh, but I don't care. <laughs> I would rather have no drummer than to have a drummer who is, A, making music for soulless reasons, uh, like money, which is also a hilarious joke to me because this is not the field to be in if you want to be rich, um, and B, someone who is that disrespectful to me. Um, and then the funny thing about that is that disrespect piece is that after all this went down, I heard through the grapevine that he said something incredibly disrespectful about me as a woman. Something inappropriate was said by him to other friends that made its way through the grapevine. And I will not quote quotes and list names because, again, that's not the point here. But um, that's going to tie in really nicely to an episode that I'll do in the future about being a female musician. Um, but yeah, it was just a gross, icky comment. Um, but anyway, point being, it did not end great. And he, uh, yeah, he unfriended me and th- unfollowed me and all that, which is fine because I unfollowed him back uh, because I didn't want to see his ridiculous, uh, stupid, dumb, dumb post. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but besides the point, um, besides the point, yeah, that we, in that time we were like, yeah, he's out of the band. We're, we're not doing this. Um, it sucks because now obviously our album cannot be released June 1st because, um, we don't have a drummer. <laughs> um, we don't need him to record the drums for the album. Like, we can do that. Both Nathan and Seth have uh, been drummers in bands before. They're both good drummers. Um, to be, like, very frank, we already had a lot of issues in his drum recordings that needed to be fixed where he was off time. At, on He was off time at least once on every track, so... It's like, I'm not just saying that to be petty. Like, it's the honest truth that there was already work that needed to be done. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal that, like, he isn't there to do the drums now. Like, we can get by. But obviously, it's going to be a lot more work because his house was set up to do that already. Like, we actually have to, like, physically set up the mics and do all that. And there will be a learning curve since you know, Seth and Nathan aren't normally drummers still. Um, and on top of that, like when it comes to performing, we will need, we have a drummer filling in right now. Um, he's awesome. He's a cool guy. He's incredibly talented. Um, I don't know, uh, what will come in the future, but, uh, point is we are not hurting right now. But even if we were, like, it would be worth it. Um, so, yeah, our album's getting pushed back. And some of our plans now probably are, too. But I truly don't care. Uh, because him, like, m- 
making that the way that he did was just so ridiculous to me. And for you to ask a question, hey, can we push our album release back? And then the very next day you post that you're going to a Facebook event. I mean, that Facebook event was made, buddy. You already just made up your mind before you asked us. You weren't asking our permission. You were telling us and you're not running. You're not in charge of the band. None of us are. I'm not in charge of it's like Seth and Nate. Like if they have other, well, I'm in charge of Seth cause I'm his wife. Ha ha jokes. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean like if they have other things going on or if they do or don't want to do certain things, like no, there's never going to be one member of our band that makes the decisions about everyone's lives, um, or makes the decision for the whole band. You know, it's never going to be like, well, I want us to release the album on, you know, June 6th. And someone's like, but my grandma's birthday is that day. And I'm like, too bad. We're doing it that, you know, like it's not, that's not how it is. You know, it needs to be everyone's decision. And, um, you know, Joey is not just going to come in and be like, well, I have something else to do that day. So everyone else needs to move, uh, what they were doing to accommodate Um, yeah, another thing was that he didn't want to take off work. He had just gotten a new job and wanted to like never take off work at all and told us that we could only do shows on Sundays, which didn't make sense because I know for a fact he's playing shows with this other band on Saturdays. But besides the point, the biggest point of all is that he took us off of his festival lineup for May 25th and I personally am crying so many tears. I don't know if you can hear how upset and sad I am that he took us off of his jank homemade festival, Um, but it's fine. I'm really excited because we already had a second show that night anyway that um, this band, uh, the Hell Yeah Babies, asked us to open for them um, at the East Room. So May 25th, East Room, it's Hell Yeah Babies, Panda Forces, it's me, Ross, and Fluorescent Half Dome. I'm so excited. This is going to be an awesome show. Um, so honestly, like, it went from, like, two shows May 25th to one show May 25th, which is fine. We are also recording a music video that whole weekend, so, like, again, we're packed full, lots of exciting things. Hey, guys. I am so sorry for how my voice sounds right now. I am editing this episode, and I'm sick, and I've mostly lost my voice. Um, the The funny thing is that it's June 1st while I'm editing this, and aren't we glad that I don't have to play an album release show tonight? Um, so, hey, life works out in its funny ways. Um, I just wanted to jump in here and say that I'm so sorry for how long it clearly takes me to edit and upload podcast episodes. I know this podcast channel in particular is not super regular, um, but obviously if you're listening to this um, right around when it comes out, you're probably, you'd probably would be confused at this time, like May 25th has already happened. Um, it has. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never, I will never want a band member who's only in it for the money or who only is in it because they want to be famous or something and who thinks that they're in charge and they run the show. Like, that's not the kind of people I want to make music with. And that's not the kind of people who, you know, can become great. I don't think so. 
I think it's people who want to work hard because they love it. And, you know, people who care about the people that they're making music with. Like, Nathan and Seth, you know, are, like, my best friends. Um, Joey hadn't been in our band quite long enough to uh, achieve that level of bonding. I don't know that he ever would have, but... You know, Nathan and Seth, like, and I are really close. We have countless, like, inside jokes. and But on top of that, you know, we and we make great music together. But, like, on top of that, like, I think we would all do anything for each other. And um, that's the kind of bandmates I want. Like, you're going to be sharing a small vehicle for hours at a time. Like, you're going to see each other be disgusting. You're going to see each other cry, throw up, like, get nervous, get angry. You're going to share some of the most joyful moments of your life with these people. You have to care about them. And Joey clearly didn't care about us is kind of why I say that I don't feel it was our loss at all because he just opened up the door for, you know, a fourth friend that we might you know, share the same relationship with that we already have with each other. So I think if we can receive that, that's awesome. And I'm happy, you know, I'm not worried about that. Um, so he can go ahead and continue to bounce band to band if that's what he wishes. So to end my ranting, when you decide to leave a band, it's transactional. And if you're friends, like, okay, when if, if it had been Joey, let's say, we weren't really, like, friends with Joey, per se. He just didn't, we, I mean, we were, like, kind of, but not really. Like, we just weren't, we weren't close friends with him, necessarily. So, if he had said to us, like, I've got a new job, and it's, you know, gonna take a lot of my time, and this other band is really taken off, so I'm not gonna be able to give you guys what you need, um, so I'm gonna be leading the band. If it had gone like that, great. Um, fine. No hard feelings. But, you know, just dodging our messages for ages, and then bailing on practice, and bailing on a show the day before, and asking us to move our album release, it literally was like a boy trying to get you to dump him. Don't do that. You know, and like, it wouldn't have been any emotions if he had just done it the clean cut. You know, Mason, when it was his turn, like, we were close friends. So it would have hurt me, no matter what his reason was or how he said it. But I don't think it would have hurt our relationship the way that it did. Because it took a while. It took actually a long time for us to, like, August to a point where we were talking again and like everything. And it was just because like, I felt very hurt by the way that things went. And also I felt sad, uh, just, just hurt and sad and, and frustrated. Um, and I felt like, I felt like I had no voice in the situation and that hurts when it's your friend. Um, so had Mason said like, hey, I've got this, this and that going on. I can't do the band right now. Without all of that crappy, junky pretense, then again, like, it would have been a clean cut. It would have been hurtful to me, but it wouldn't have been hurtful to our friendship and things would have been all right. So that's kind of the point I want to make here um, is, you know, when you're leaving a creative project, and maybe this goes beyond musicians too, I'm not really sure, but like when you're working with someone creatively, um, 
I know that a lot of emotion gets tied up in that, and I know that it, it may not feel like a, a workplace, but you really just leave. You know, I'm I'm not your girlfriend. Uh, you don't have to let me down easy or, you know, string me along or try and get me to dump you or, like, none of these things are necessary. All it needs to be is, hey, this isn't working out, like... You know, I've really enjoyed working with you, but I think I need to leave. It really is that simple, guys. <laughs> so that's my bit of, uh, ugh, that's what I have to share right now. Um, if you haven't already, please do uh, check out our single pink dress. That is the song that's in the intro. And uh, it is currently available on all platforms. I'd love it if you would save it to your Spotify playlists, like create, like whatever, add it to specific playlists, but also stream it and also save it and also click follow on our Spotify. And I wanted to see how many times I can say the word Spotify. Kidding. Um, yeah, so that, and then if you would like to follow our band, um, go to facebook.com slash Panda Forces Band or all social media at Panda Forces Band. I made us a website, but we don't have like the domain linked up, so it's like something stupid. So it's on our Facebook. <laughs> um, okay, I know that I normally wrap us up with a quote, so today I have chosen one that I felt fit our episode. Um, and I think certain drummers need to hear this quote. Uh, and it is Inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. Picasso. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.